And welcome back to another edition of the Against the Spread podcast. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, on the check-in. We got a very special, special guest. Uh, his first time on the War Report, his first time on the Against the Spread podcast. We got Mo. Uh, I think he's from Jersey. Uh, say what's up to the people, Mo. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Yeah, I'm Mo. Born and raised in New Jersey. My whole life, I just moved to Massachusetts six weeks ago. So... I don't know, and it's snowing here already, so I don't know what to think. I wish I was back in Jersey. Oh man, oh that sounds terrible, man. Uh, yeah. Is it is there anything going on as far as uh like is, it, is sports gambling legal up there? How do you get bets in in Massachusetts? You know, you know what's funny. I'm I'm big into DraftKings, and you can still do fantasy, but you can't place any wagers on the DraftKings app, which is interesting because they're from Massachusetts. But uh, I still find a way, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. So, man, I just want to get some background on you, man, for anybody listening out there uh, that may not know who you are. You know what I mean? Just break it down. How'd you get into sports be- uh, gambling a little bit? How, what do you do on DraftKings? Like, what, is, what, what should people be looking out for? Just give the people a whole background information on what, who you are, what you do as far as each NFL Sunday. Like, what's pretty much your routine as far as sports gambling goes? Well, it used to be just picking games since, you know, since my dad brought brought that little parlay ticket from work when I was about 10 years old. I haven't stopped since. <laughs> but uh, but uh, 10 years ago, maybe, I started getting into draft. It used to be draft street at the time. That's how long I've been fantasy. It used to be draft street. Now it's draft kings. And it's in single lineup entries. You know, a lot of these a lot of these cats that have huge bank rolls play 100 lineups and win every week. But nah, I don't, I don't play that. I do the single entries. And two years ago, I was able to beat hundreds of people back-to-back weeks to make the World Championship in 2018. Uh, yeah, with one single lineup. I ended up like 25th in the world that year. Mm. And, and yeah. Has it so, been lucrative? Has it been lucrative? That year was very lucrative. Very and lucrative. Okay. That year was very lucrative. Last year was so-so. And this year, this year's rough a little bit. Uh, my best bet's been hitting every week. But the other stuff, you know, you hit the big and lose five little ones, you end up even. It's terrible. But uh, this uh, no fan stuff is is affecting the defense big time. And uh, you got you got teams you got teams going to Seattle dropping forty like it's nothing because the twelfth man ain't there. And that's you know it's, it's it's messing some stuff up. You know. Absolutely, man. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, real quick, before we get into NFL Week 8, man, uh, we got a special request from the stat guy. He wants your opinion on this. It says the the, the uh, last week's Chicago Bears-Rams Monday night game, somebody lost a million dollars on FanDuel from a sack being repurposed into a tackle for loss. So, like, how did you did you hear about that story for one? And, like, what's your take on that? That's called the Monday night showdown. You're playing fantasy for one game on one game. So that's hard to have a different lineup. There's 200,000 people playing. So how are you going to have a different lineup? It's really hard. So but this cat had a different lineup. And he was actually, usually, they usually end up 20 people tied for first and they split a million bucks. This cat had his, the only only lineup, only lineup like his. He ended up in first million bucks on, on a $15 entry. And then they made that bear sack into no sack. And he went from a million to like four hundred dollars, mm. and then, and then about thirty people split a million dollars. It was, it was, it's, it's, you know, it's 
It's part of the game. Part of the game, yep. Hey, what if you were the other guy? You went from 300 to 250 grand, you're good, so. Hey, man. All right, man. With that being said, let's get back right into NFL Um, weeks, week, uh, week 8. You know, Thursday night football, we all saw what happened last night. Vegas had Carolina by 2.5. Dunko Index had Atlanta by 4.5. He took Atlanta. Uh, you saying that you took Atlanta last night. I, I caught the tail end of this game. I wasn't very surprised. Atlanta with, uh, with Julio Jones out there is a different is a different type of beast. Uh, their losing streak all came when he was kind of out. So how how'd you see that game last night? I got really worried when Ridley left the game and when they settled for that field goal in the beginning. But this is a division game. Atlanta got they got players, and Raheem Morris got that defense playing with some tenacity. You saw last night. They're they're changed. They're playing different on defense, and that was my best bet. I'm in a survivor pool with six hundred thousand dollar grand prize at the end, and I went. You, you, you rarely ever take underdogs in this pool. And I, I was so confident in Atlanta. I took Atlanta just to save the Chiefs. Everybody going to be on the Chiefs this week. So I saved my Chiefs. I took Atlanta. And that and it went well. Raheem Morris, like you said, that defense has some tenacity. Absolutely. Some late, hits, some late hits and stuff. But they had to do what they had to do. And that team looks like they're back on track. Absolutely, man. We're going to get into NFL Week 8. Sunday football, 1 o'clock games. First game is going to be the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Detroit Lions. Vegas has the Colts by 2.5. Dunko Index has the Colts by 10. He's going to go with Indianapolis Colts minus 2.5. Now, this is a gimme game. for either. It could go either way, in my opinion. Detroit has been inconsistent. The Colts have been beating up on bad teams. Um, both quarterbacks are kind of like same level, I would say. Matt Stafford and... and, and uh, Phillip Rivers, um, but I, I think, I can't believe I'm taking Detroit here at home, minus two and a half, but I'm going to have to go with Detroit here, um, they look like they may be trying to sneak into playoff contention, you know, or at least be relevant by Thanksgiving, you know what I mean, or at least be in the hunt, you know what I mean, season still alive by Thanksgiving, whereas the Colts, they've been beating up on easy teams, they can afford a loss here, how you see this game, my guy? Uh, I see both these teams, very the line looks about right. Uh, I think Stafford's better than Rivers. Rivers looks like he's he's almost washed. But uh, if this was the old Lions and this was going to be a shootout, I would take the Lions. But it looks like see, they're, they're not playing that way. They're not playing to their strengths for some reason. God, they get three, four catches. What are you doing, you know? <laughs> Last week. You know, and uh, I think the Colts coming off the bye. Lions coming off lucky game. I think the Colts are going to be prepared. They're going to run that ball. Time of possession. And you know who we haven't seen this year? Who? This is my, this is my, this is my fantasy, my little fantasy drop. T.Y. Hill. He's, He's been quiet. He's been quiet. Yep, absolutely. I think during the bye, they're going to they probably make some special plays for him. Look for T.Y. Hill to get back on the news on that top 10 wide receiver board when you see those stats during the games. Okay, all right, man. We're going to move on right into the next game. And I like the Colts to come. All right, you like the Colts, man. All right, man. That's going to be – this is one of those games where I would have to stay away from as far as the sports game in the world. It's got to be an easier game this week to, to bet Absolute, on. Absolutely. That's, so, that's a small – I would not yeah. you know, bet big on that. Okay, all right. Next game, we got the uh, Minnesota Vikings traveling into Green Bay, into Lambeau. Uh, Vegas has the Green Bay Packers favored by seven. At home, Dunkel Index likes the Green Bay Packers by 10.5. He 
He's going to go with Green Bay minus seven. I'm going to definitely join him in that assessment. Um, I feel like anytime Aaron Rodgers is at home under a 10-point spread uh, against a worse team than them, I'm going to have to take Aaron Rodgers because the guy just throws touchdown passes. He can play from behind. It doesn't matter if he's down by 10 or, or two touchdowns. He can still come back. Um, but I think Green Bay uh, pounces on the Vikings here uh, at home and gets an easy win and covers that seven-point spread. How do you see this game? I love, there's no bigger fan of Aaron Rodgers than me. I think he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. Uh, but this is a division rivalry. They already, they already smacked them last time they played. But we're looking at a lot of wind during this game. <clears throat> so that's going to, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably still throwing a win, but... It's going to come down to the running game. And Aaron Jones looks like he might be out again. Give me the points. Give me Cook. If Cook's playing, he should be playing. A healthy Cook. And I see Vikings keeping keeping it within the number. I see 24-20 Green Bay. Vikings cover. Okay, man. I, I may, man. I'm going to disagree with you on that one for sure. I think the, the Green Bay Packers, even if it's close, you know, late, you know, say 24-20 enter, entering the fourth. I think the the Green Bay is going to have too much power to just kind of uh, offensive prowess, you know, to just kind of score up and run that run that run that uh, score up. We can move on to the next game. Uh, I, one one thing though, I, I think Zimmer's going to a little going to be a little smarter about covering Devontae Adams, leaving them with not too many choices to throw to once you double cover Devontae Adams. So I think it's going to be closer than people think. Okay, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. Next game, we got the New York Jets. Still winless at going to uh, Kansas City. Vegas has the uh, Kansas City Chiefs by 19 and a half points. Dunko Index has Kansas City by 26 and a half. He's going to go with Kansas City minus 19 and a half. Oh, man, for shits and giggles. You know, I hate spreads like this, like the ridiculous spread. The Jets can pretty much walk out of bed and still kind of cover it if they need be, if they play with any type of pride. Um... But uh, I think the smart money here is on a Chiefs blowout, 31-0, 31-7 maybe, um, something like that. So I'm going to still go with Kansas City Chiefs. They just showed me too much uh, this year, and the Jets have been uh, leaving a lot to be desired this year. How do you see this game? I would also buy points on this game too, make it, maybe bring it down to about four, uh, 14. Uh, that's more my happy number. How do you see this game? I was liking the Jets in the beginning of the week. They showed up against Buffalo, like that, like that Atlanta defense last night. They played with some tenacity against Buffalo. And if the Chiefs are gonna look over this game, they might get in trouble. But now I just heard Crowder's out. That's their how best can, weapon. How are they gonna keep up if Crowder's out? How I, I don't see it. Uh, you know they're gonna get Bell in the end zone. That's a fantasy play. They're gonna they're gonna make sure he gets in the end zone. Yep, for sure. And, but the Jets do play dirty. This is a perfect trap opportunity. The way they played with that tenacity, dirty on defense. So when a team comes in and thinking they're going to roll over and the other team starts, you know, hitting them, that's, that's set up for an upset. But the Jets are just too weak. The Jets are too weak. I don't see them doing it. I see it. I see it. They're not going to run up the score. 27-9. Okay. So that gives the Chiefs the cover. Okay, that's solid. That's solid. All right, next game, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at Cleveland Browns. Las Vegas Raiders at Cleveland Browns. Vegas has the Cleveland Browns by two and a half. Dunko NX has the Cleveland Browns by six and a half. 
He's going to go with Cleveland, minus two and a half. Now, this is an interesting matchup. I know Cleveland, we all saw, got that heroic win last week with Baker Mayfield throwing that late touchdown. But that was against the Bengals. I think the uh, Las Vegas Raiders have been suffering from a tough schedule, rather. Um, whereas, whereas Cleveland, you know, you know, they got over on the Cowboys. You know, they got over on the Bengals. And now they're playing. They win the games they're supposed to. Yeah, they're winning the games that they're supposed to. Now they're without Odell, um, who didn't really have that much chemistry with Baker anyway. But um, I just think that the Raiders really need to get back in the win column here. Um, if the Raiders can go into, you know, Kansas City and get a win, I definitely think they could get their season back on track here in the AFC West and sneak out and get a victory in Cleveland. Um, how do you see this game? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Raiders, plus two and a half on the road against the Browns. How do you see this game? I'm going to agree with you. Games like this, when it's a toss-up, you take the points. You know, you take the points on a game like this. You got another game impacted by winds off that Lake Erie there. There's going to be some weather issues. You got, you know, Higgins and people start, like, and Landry's hurt. Uh, Chubb is out. It's going to be Kareem Hunt versus Jacobs game. And I think I think the uh, the ultimate difference maker will be Waller. And, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll like I said, I'll take. I'm with you. I'll take the Raiders. Absolutely, man. All right, moving on. Moving on. Next game, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers still undefeated, going into Baltimore to play the Baltimore Ravens. Vegas right now has the Ravens favored at home by three and a half points. Dunkel NX likes the Ravens by ten. I'm not sure how the hell he sees the Ravens are 10 points better than the Steelers. Um, the Steelers have been beating up on some teams, too, that ain't all-world. Um, but uh, this is also the, the Steelers-Ravens rivalry. I'm not sure how the Ravens usually fare against Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure if they have his number or not. I'm going to have to look at previous game matchups uh, with Lamar Jackson at quarterback because this is a whole new era of this rivalry. Um, True. But I think I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, to cover that three and a half spread at home, you know, Lamar Jackson, if he could protect the football and they could just get the running game going, he could make some explosive plays. Um, it looks like he could he could kind of play from behind a little bit too, you know, um, and make some explosive I don't know throws. That yeah, the Steelers defense ha- has been playing very well, very very well, um, but they give up big plays too, you know. I think you know yeah, Tennessee gave him a little run for the money. Um, I'm gonna go with. Even though, actually, um, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for me because the Steelers have been just keep covering. They keep covering every week. They keep covering for me every week. So it's hard to pick against the horse. But um, if they're going to lose any game this season, I think it's going to be the Ravens at home. So I'm going to stick with my pick here. I'm giving me the Ravens minus three and a half here uh, over the Steelers. But I'm going to stay away from this game as far as putting any money down. How do you see this game? To me, it would have been a no-brainer. Steelers are the better team, in my opinion, this year. But you got the Ravens coming off a bye. You got the Steelers coming off the biggest game of the year. And the Ravens off of the bye probably have the best record of any other team coming off coming off a bye. And that's that's the you know, I thought Steelers all the way when this when this came out on Monday. I said Steelers definitely. But now looking at the numbers, you know, coming off a bye. Take away last year, all these games have been decided by three points every time. This is a, one of the biggest rivalries in the game. So I'm going to play it. Even though the brain, I think you're right, the smart bet is on the Ravens. 
I see a backdoor cover here. Maybe maybe the Steelers will be down by ten, get a get a garbage touchdown at the end, lose by three. Um, that half point is so important. I'm gonna take the Steelers plus three and a half. They lose by a field goal. I win the money. Okay, that's solid, man. Next game. We're going to go right to the next game. We got Tennessee Titans. Fresh off that Steelers loss last week, traveling to the Cincinnati Bengals territory. Vegas right now has the Tennessee Titans by 5.5. Dunkel Index likes the Titans by 15.5. Uh, he thinks t- Tennessee is a solid, solid team this year um, over Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think the smart money's on Tennessee. I'm not sure if they could cover 5.5 spread. I definitely think they're good enough to win this game. Um, I'm, if I'm a money line any game this week, it'll, it'll, it might be this one, Tennessee over Cincinnati. But I feel like anytime I put money down on Tennessee last year, I know this is a different year than last year, but last year Tennessee was always this wishy-washy team. You expect them to win, they lose. You expect them to lose, they win. Tennessee has always had that type of luck with me. Um, so I'm, I'm always wary of betting against them or on them. Um, but I definitely think that they have enough firepower to at least get a win on the road. I'm not sure if they're a cover. So give me Tennessee money line here against the Cincinnati Bengals. How do you see this game? I, I see it the same. I think they cover. I think they cover it easily. Okay. The, the Bengals are coming off a big rivalry game against the Browns, one, one, one that they should have won. And now they're, they're missing a few key players on that O-line. Missing some players on D. I think it's going to be a Henry-type game. 150 yards, two touchdowns. Titans, Titans win this one by 10, I think, at least. Okay. All right. Easy money. We still like the 1 o'clock games. It's LA... never easy. It's never easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's move on to the next game. We still have 1 o'clock games here. A lot of money to be made on the line. LA Rams at Miami Dolphins. We're going to see the start of the Tua era here against the Rams. Now, I have a strict policy before we even get to the spread about, you know, whenever it's a new variable in in the game. That I haven't seen on tape yet, I definitely won't stay put any away. money down. You stay away from that Absolutely. those type of game. So um, Vegas has the LA Rams by three and a half, whereas Dunko Index feels that the Rams are five points better. He's gonna go with the LA Rams minus three and a half over the Dolphins. Now I'm not gonna join him in that assessment. I wouldn't put any money down this game again. Um, but this is the start of the tour era. He's a guy that we haven't haven't seen on the field. Very much yet, other than that one toss he made last game. They're coming off a bye week, I think. So, uh, uh, this one's kind of tough to kind of judge, seeing that we haven't really seen Tua play that often. But I think that he could make enough plays with his feet, maybe to throw the Rams off a little bit. And I'm expecting Tua to really show out in in, in this first game, and I hope he does. You know, the whole world is going to be watching this one. Give me Tua Magic here uh, at home. Um... Uh, plus three, plus three and a half to a magic to get his first win against the Rams. How do you see this game? I see the Rams finally rolling. Uh, they haven't, they've been playing good. It's not great. Uh, I think the Dolphins, maybe the players are a little pissed off that they had a possible playoff team and they went to the rookie, which I understand why they got to do that for the future because they got a good team and want him to be a rookie next year playing. Uh, Back in the day, you always went against the rookie quarterback his first start. They've always got wrecked, but today it's different. You know, there's no LTs out there. Actually, these guys, they got Eric, they got, they got Donald. They got Donald. They got Donald, so maybe he, he will get hit a few times pretty good. And I, I think I think this is going to mess up that Fitzmagic that the Dolphins were riding on. 
And you know what? I don't know. I see. I see. I see the Rams covering easily. Okay, that's fair enough, man. You yeah. Usually, you know, Tua could go out there and just not see the field correctly, throw a few picks, and before you know it, by third quarter, the game is over. You know, so that can happen. Or you go out there and Tua scores on his first three drives. And you're and looking. All the players are all in. Yeah, yeah, and then everybody's like, "What the hell?" And then you're sitting there with your ticket, with your Rams ticket in your hand, and you're like, "What the fuck?" You know? Absolutely, it could happen. It it's can just, happen. Yeah, it's just my get. You know, it's just my my opinion. What I've seen over the years, I, I've been wrong, bro. So. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. We'll just move on to the next one o'clock game. This is the last one o'clock game. So we got the New England Patriots at Buffalo Bills. We got Vegas favoring the Buffalo Bills by four. Dunko Index likes Buffalo Bills by 13. He's going to take Buffalo Bills minus 4. And I'm going to definitely join him in that assessment. I think I lost all faith in Cam Newton's Patriots uh, when they lost against the Broncos at home. I thought that was an embarrassing loss. I had I had the Patriots on my ticket that day. Uh, so to just see them kind of unravel and not make any explosive plays was really upsetting to me. And then next week after that, I took the 49ers over the Patriots because I was still in disgust. Of what I had seen on the field. And the, the 49ers went out there and handled business, you know. And I think the Buffalo Bills, this is their chance to kind of take control of the division. Uh, kind of, you know, run up the score a little bit because of all the Brady years. That Brady was dominant for like 15, 20 years over the Bills, you know, in that same division. So I definitely think the Bills with the better team now and the better quarterback, uh, arguably, uh, and the better team around them, rather. But... Uh, this is their chance to shine so um, and beat up on the Patriots team. So I definitely think the Bills go out there and cover a four-point spread and at least win by a touchdown. How do you see this game? I'm going to have to agree with you. I think the reason they played so shitty against the Jets last week was they're looking forward to this game. This is a huge game in Bills country. This is the team that's been whipping their ass for the last 15 years. And now Bills have the better team. They're not going to take it easy on them. Unless the wind, if the wind cancels out Josh Allen, I don't know. Then, then we got, we got, we, that's not good. But if it doesn't, look for a blowout. Look for, they ain't gonna take their foot off the gas. They've been waiting for this day. Look for a 31-10 Bills win. Absolutely, absolutely. Next game, four o'clock game. We finally reached the four o'clock games. We got the L.A. Chargers at Denver Broncos. L.A. Chargers at Denver Broncos. Vegas has the Chargers by three. On the road, going into mile high. Dunkel likes the Denver Broncos by four. Um, he's going to go with Denver plus three. I'm not going to join him in that assessment. I think um, Justin Herbert, for what it's worth, he didn't have a lot of you know draft stock and a lot of hype surrounding him uh, around the draft. You know, He was kind of more of a mystery. He was more looked at as kind of more of a safer pick, but not a high ceiling. Um, and then he goes out there rookie year. And he's looking like a super high ceiling uh, as the Chargers quarterback, you know. Um, he looks like he could, he could be just as good as Joe Burrow or possibly even better in the NFL. So, and, that, and I understand that it's early right now. Um, but Denver, on the other hand, you know, let me see the Denver. Who did Denver lose to last week? Let's look at the scores really quickly. Just a refresher. Okay, yeah. So, they got molly whopped against the Chiefs 43-16. to And that just shows you how bad the damn Patriots are. For losing to the damn Broncos. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that the Chargers have enough firepower to get this one done. Uh, going into mile high without the stand, uh, fans and stuff like that. Uh, 
Give me, give me the Chargers. I'm gonna go with the Justin Herbert uh, bandwagon train right now to get this win. Uh, it's gonna be the Chargers minus three on the road for me. How do you see this game? How can you not be on that bandwagon? That kid looks great. If this, if this was a normal year, going to Mile High with seventy thousand as a rookie, I would say no way. Take those points all day. But it's not a normal year. I think he continues to roll. Uh. I hate laying points on the road to a division rival. You know what? I hate laying points on... I, who the hell's going to take the Broncos? Why is that line so low? Nobody's thinking, you know what? I'll take the Broncos. Okay. I'll take, I'll take them to cover. Okay. This, this seems like a trap game to me if there ever was one. Okay, can you describe to the listener out there like what you mean by that? What is a trap game? And like why, do you, why does this uh, qualify as a trap game, you think? Because... If, if you watch the Chargers and you see this quarterback killing it out there, the Chargers look, compared to the Broncos, they look so much better. The line should be maybe six, seven. There's no real home field advantage right now. I don't see anybody late, anybody putting money on the on the Broncos so that most people are going to go on the Chargers. Yeah. Vegas, was, Vegas wasn't built by people winning. So this might be one of those games where... You know, eighty percent of the tickets will be on the on the Chargers, and uh, that's when the surprises happen. And maybe we'll have a Melvin Gordon revenge game, two touchdowns. Okay. Gordon before he goes on a suspension, you know, revenge against the team that let him go. And, and you never, you never know. Uh, I'll take the point. Not big, obviously. Not a game I would, you know, pinpoint as my game of the week. Mm-hmm. But. I'll, I'll take the points. Okay, that, that, that's solid, man. That's solid. All right, next 425 game, we got New Orleans Saints traveling to Chicago. Um, we got Vegas favoring the New Orleans Saints by two and a half. Um, Dunko Index has the Saints by five. He's going to go with the New Orleans Saints minus two and a half. Uh, I'm going to join him in that assessment. Um, the Saints, uh, they, just, they still have Drew Brees under the helm, you know. That that should be enough um, for any 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 team you know to usually get it done. I know Chicago is a, is a tough place to play, but they don't have any fans, obviously. Um, New Orleans kind of has to keep pace with what the Bucks are doing as well to see if they can win that division outright this year. So they, this is a must win for them. They can't just afford to go on the road and lose against Chicago. So I just think that their offense is going to have enough to stretch the Chicago offense at least by a touchdown or ten points, something like that. So give me the New Orleans Saints minus two and a half over the Chicago Bears at four twenty-five. How do you see this game? A lot closer than that. You got the uh, the Bear. That, you know, it wasn't a blowout, but they looked pathetic on Monday night. That I think they match up well with the Saints. Right now, Drew Brees can't throw deep. They don't have to worry about the deep. They'll put eight men in the box for Camara. And they keep this game close. I'll take the points. Saints might win, but I'm going to take the points on this game. I think the Bears, the Bears show up big. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Next game, we got the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. Vegas has Seattle by three right now. Dunko Index has uh, Seattle by ten and a half. Um, he's going to go with Seattle minus three. Um, I'm definitely going to take Seattle in this matchup. They lost a, they lost a t- uh, tough nail biter last week against the Cardinals in their division. 
Uh, they're definitely not going to want to lose two in a row, especially to the guys out there uh, in the Bay Area uh, playing for the 49ers. So, um, and Russell Wilson, he's been playing out of his mind. I know, I know he wants to get that interception out of his mind that he threw last uh, week, you know what I mean, to kind of lose that game. So, I expect a monster performance out of him, three touchdowns at least. So, give me the Seattle Seahawks to, to kind of get back on that win column and uh, continue uh, leading that NFC West. How do you see this game? My, my brain agrees with you. My heart says different because like the stat guy, I'm a Niner fan forever. So I keep looking at ways how they can win this game. And there is a way. There is a way they can win this game. Run that ball. Keep Russell Wilson off the field. Shanahan has, has a knack for time of possession and holding the ball. First down, first down. No big plays. But 49ers' weakness is throwing the ball. Going against the 32nd ranked defense against the pass. This line, I think, should be six. It's only three. I think Niners play their, this is their season, I believe. Because if they lose this game, I I don't know how the defending NFC champions can make any noise this year. I'm picking the upset. Okay. But by the half a point, three and a half, rivalry game like the Steelers, this game ends on a field goal. Take the three and a half for some insurance. They lose by a field goal, you still win. Okay, that's fair enough, man. All right, we're already at the 8 o'clock Sunday night football game. We got the Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles, man. Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Vegas has the Philadelphia Eagles by seven and a half. Dunko Index has the Eagles only by one and a half. He's going to go with Dallas plus seven and a half. Um, I'm not even sure who Dallas's quarterback is right now. Um, just be, just based off what I've seen on film this year for the Dallas Cowboys, I'm automatically going to take the Eagles here money line. I'm not sure if they're going to cover that spread because the Eagles are trash too. But um, they Dallas just, has players. Dallas has players that cannot that aren't buying into the system. So give me the Eagles here money line. It's going to be an easy win. I don't think. Anything can turn around Dallas' season at this point. The players have already kind of quit. Um, but you never know. They could go out Sunday Night Football, National TV, play with some pride, get a win. Um, but I'm not going to bet on that. I would bet on what I've been seeing out of the Dallas Cowboys, which has been a terrible year. Um, unorganized on, on offense, you know, sloppy on defense. Uh, the Eagles leave a lot to be desired, too, but... They're, they're, they they haven't been as embarrassing as the Cowboys, in my opinion. How do you see this game? Eagles have been impressive doing what they're doing with third string, fourth string, guys from the street. It's amazing with that coach, how, how he has them playing. They're, you know, impressing me. Even the record ain't good, but the way they're playing with a bunch of no-namers is pretty impressive. And if you look, if you go player for player, Dallas is the better team, even without the quarterback. You know, they got, they got some talent. Unfortunately, on the sidelines, the, the better coach is on the Philly side. Uh, it's not a big play, you know, but national TV, like you said, are they going to get embarrassed? I don't think so. I'll play it safe and I'm going to take the points and hope for a nice national TV game that's a little more competitive than people think. Okay, man, that's solid, man. All right, we're going to go with right to the last game of NFL Week 8, man. Monday Night Football, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New York Giants. Dunk, uh, Vegas has Tampa Bay uh, with, with 10.5 points. Dunko Enix has Tampa Bay by 20. He's going to go with Tampa Bay, minus 
I mean, I couldn't I couldn't even see an easier game this week, uh, even with the points. This is blowout city. Uh, we should put up at least you know thirty on the board on the Giants on the G men. Um, yeah, I think this is blowout city here for Tampa Bay. We're going to continue to roll and get continue to stay on that win column here uh, over the over the Giants. How do you see this game? Hold up, you're breaking up, you're breaking up, you're breaking up. Start over, start over. Oh, you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. I hate laying this many points, but with Brady, with that loaded team, playing the Giants, who's been a, who's been a, you know, it's been a problem for him over the years. He's going to, yeah, I see a blowout. You blow out, I'm with you on the Bucks, And they, they want to, you know, Brady's not going to let the Giants beat him. Not this time. Absolutely not, man. All right, man. Well, that concludes week eight of the 2020 NFL season. Um, I'm Jared Adams, man. This is my special guest, Mo. Mo, man, you got any shout-outs you want to give to the people, man, before we sign off, man, for week eight? Absolutely. AJ's Pizza in Jersey. My fam over there that I, you know, for the first time ever, I'm out of Jersey. And to all the millions of people went out there and voted to get that clown out of office, props to them. And that's it, all right, man. That that's it, man. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, man, at War Report Radio, straight through on Instagram at War underscore Report underscore Radio. Man, we are signing out, man. This was the Against the Spread podcast, only on the War Report Radio series, man. Peace.